0: An entitled Karen demands that I drive her everywhere, every day, all the time. And after being taken advantage of by this parasite, I eventually put my foot down and say no more. And once I say that, she absolutely loses it. I haven't spoken to my neighbor for nearly three years after I began refusing to be her taxi driver. We had a decent relationship for some time. We were always cordial. My neighbor doesn't drive, and at the time, I was a stay-at-home mom with a toddler, as well as two kids in school. She first began by coming back. By one afternoon, asking if I could take her and her kids to the dentist. Okay, sure, it's not too far. Then another time, her child needed to be seen at an urgent care, and she needed me to take them. But this is when issues first began. That particular day, I had a contractor at the house, and needed to finish with this. She told me I needed to hurry. I told her that it wouldn't take long, but if this is actually an emergency, that she needs to call emergency services, or an Uber. She said it would wait. So my contractor is done, and I go and pick them back up. Well, this goes on off and on for a while. Frankly, it's a little frustrating, but I'm trying to be neighborly. But then she began flipping a little. One day, I get a text message asking if I've left to take my kids to school, and I had. She said her kids overslept and she wanted me to drop them off for her. Our kids go to different schools, by the way. I say yes, but she needs to come too because I won't sign them in. She agreed, and overall, I spent an extra 40 minutes out of my Morning with my toddler who doesn't like being in the car. But okay, again, being neighborly. And that's when I start to notice a pattern. Her kids keep oversleeping and she keeps knocking on my door or texting. I often try to run errands after I drop my kids off from school, so I'm usually out doing things. So when I get a text saying, Where are you? Will you be back from taking your kids to school soon? I need a ride. I just tell them, No, I won't be home. And then she asks if my husband can do it since he works from home. Um, no he's working. She had the audacity to get snippy and then say that she would have to call them out of school again and that they've missed too much. I just ignore that and went about my errands. I get another text message asking where I am and when I'll be home. I tell them that I'm the next city over and that I have no idea when I'll be back. Telling her that she needs to call an Uber. She claims Uber is unsafe and that she'll get hurt. Then she says that she will get a ride to her apartment in that same city and that I can wait for her to be done and to take her home. I ignore her after that. Next week, I'm at another doctor's office far from home. Again, I get a text. This time she says, where are you? You're not home again and your husband won't answer the door. We need a ride to the dentist in 30 minutes or I will have to cancel the visit. Can you hurry home? At this point, I am beyond tired of being questioned about my whereabouts. My husband doesn't even do that, so I just ignore her. We finish the visit and I take my kids to get treats. Then a text message pops up and says, are you coming? I need you to hurry. Again, I ignore it and at this point, I'm just over all of this. That's when she texts me back and says, never mind, we missed it. The final straw was two weeks later. She meets me outside while I'm doing yard work. She said that she got her kids signed up for an orthodontist and that now she needs me to start driving them to their monthly appointments and that she will pay for gas in the process. But here's the kicker. The orthodontist is 40 minutes away on a bad part of town and considering that the appointment will take up to an hour as well as another 40 minutes back. I'm going to be doing this every month for roughly 2 years. She said I could just wait with my toddler nearby or I could go shopping while they do this. And that's when I told her flat out no. I told her that I don't like being far from the kids while they're in school in case I've got to get them and my toddler will be miserable and that's just too far. I asked her why she would book an orthodontist that far away when she doesn't even drive and she said because it was cheaper. She kept arguing but I stayed firm in my no. She was very frustrated with me And had been frustrated As I hadn't been around more lately to help out My husband is mad at this point And had told me to stop completely Because she's using me and he doesn't like that And you know what? He was right I told her I won't change my mind She grew very cold towards me She ended up finding another poor unfortunate soul To start giving her a ride But then one month later Her ride bailed on her And she came again and asked me if I would take her again But still the answer was no No, And as I explained it last time, that's not changing. She was furious and legitimately never spoke to me again. And you can bet I will never reach out to this lady for anything ever again. Talk about making the right decision. This lady was 100% using you. Imagine being so selfish that you harass your neighbor for a ride anytime you need to get things done. I have run into people like this who just take advantage of your kindness all for the sake of them getting stuff done. There's never a thank you. They never pay you back. They never decide to help you out in return the kindness is not reciprocated and it is absolutely miserable dealing with these people because i don't think they actually care and the person in this story absolutely fits the freaking bill they took advantage of your kindness for so long you have way more patience than i do because there's no way i would have put up with that people like this absolutely make me sick like if this lady really has this many reasons to go out driving especially 40 minutes away then they need to get their life together and learn to drive because honestly this is not not a you problem. This is definitely a they problem. They didn't take the time to either have their license or they obviously don't have their life together enough to be able to have a license and drive. It's absolutely ridiculous, and I'm so glad you cut this parasite out of your life because you, your husband, and your toddler do not need to deal with that. This next one came from the Am I the Jerk podcast subreddit. Check the links in the description to submit your own stories. Am I the jerk for cutting contact with my family after they turned my mother's life as well as mine into a living nightmare? I'm a 22-year-old female and it's been seven years and I still haven't talked to an entire side of my family Here's the thing. My grandmother is the kind of woman that privileges one kid above the other She always gave more to my uncle than to my mother to the point that my uncle turned into a complete spoiled brat He's the type of guy that would cut off contact with you for three years without any news All because he didn't go to his son's birthday party even though you had a good reason not to go Yeah, this guy's a winner as for my grandmother. She always treated my mother as an ungrateful child, and she was always taking her anger out on my mother. She also didn't hesitate to tell her she was an unwanted child. When my mother was 5 years old, my grandmother told her the only reason why she was born was because her husband wanted a daughter. As she grew up, my mother started to rebel and even decided to cut contact with her mother after my grandfather's passing. But then she became pregnant with my older sister and felt that she was being unfair. One of my grandfathers passed away at an early age, and the other one left without a trace. So she wanted us to at least have both of our grandmothers. It went well eventually until my mother became pregnant with me. I was born the same day as my grandfather's death. Because of this, my grandmother hates me and wanted to show it to me. She was always acting nice around me, but she was always strict with me to the point that when my sister and I came back from a trip we did, I ran to my mother while crying as if I just saw the devil himself. That's how bad she was when I was on this trip. She was also neglectful towards me when she was helping my mother babysitting my sister and I. And I don't mean it in an emotional way. One day she made me swim in nothing but underwear under a blazing sun. Although my mother packed a swimsuit for me, I ended up being burned very badly on my whole body. Or she would let some strangers look after me in a foreign country while we were on a trip. Another thing that she does is that she never wants to celebrate my birthday on the actual day itself. Eventually I would understand why this date affected my grandmother so much and how my grandfather's loss was so devastating to her. But she got rid of every single one of his belongings. She went as far as refusing to give anything to my mother. To this day, I don't own anything from my grandfather's. The only thing I have from him is an old vacation picture where he's barely visible. I started to realize she actually hates me when I was around 13 years old. My mother still had to listen to my grandmother's improper comments, but she acted as if it was nothing for the sake of my sister and I. As for me, She always treated me like a worthless girl One day when she came to visit us She even stood before me Looked me in the eyes And then pretended like she didn't even know my name To make it clear She has a very good memory And even if she didn't My mother talked with her every week Even though we live very far away from where she lives She did remember my name I tried to not think much of it Just so I wouldn't hurt my mother But I couldn't take any more When she started assaulting my sister Before my sister was born My grandmother decided to make a bank account for my sister. sister and I. She would fill it until we were 21 years old. My sister is 5 years older than me and my grandmother started to harass her about what she would do with her money although none of us knew what amount my sister would receive. We don't care about money. In fact, my sister and I didn't want it but I still lost my temper when this happened. My parents, my sister and I all had to go through a lot so we're pretty close. Also because of that, we're pretty protective of each other and since I inherited my mother's personality, I felt the urge to protect my shy, quiet, and overly nice older sister. My mother and I ended up having a huge argument with my grandmother and we didn't talk to her for a very long time. That was until my mother's uncle, with which she was close to, passed away. As I said before, we live far from the rest of the family, so my grandmother had to tell us about it. My sister and I decided to accompany my mother to the funeral to give her support. When we arrived, no one was at the graveyard, so we called my grandmother and asked where they were. That's when she gave us the True address to the graveyard We ended up arriving when everybody was about to leave My mother had to listen to improper comments And couldn't say goodbye to her uncle properly After that, my grandmother told my mother to come And take back the last thing she still had from her And since then, we stopped talking to each other I learned she's saying to everyone that she is the victim And that my parents, my sister and I Are just ungrateful morons My mother suffers a lot from this whole story I still see her cry about it from time to time She also apologizes countless times to my sister and I because she feels guilty of giving us a grandmother like that. And I must say that I suffer from this too. I try not to show it for my mother's sake, but I still think about it a lot. And I still don't understand what I did wrong. Sometimes I even catch myself thinking I would rather have her pass away and instead have my grandfather be alive. And when I think about this, I feel like a monster. So am I the jerk for wanting to cut off this side of my family out of my life? No, you are not the jerk. Your grandma is a psychopath. As someone who has a side of their family who fits this description almost perfectly, I know exactly what you're going through. And I understand the stress that comes along with having relatives that treat you like absolute garbage. A lot of the bad talking and the name-calling and the crappy treatment, for the most part, I can understand as just being their personality traits and something that if you ever see them again, you'll probably have to put up with. It doesn't mean that it's okay, but at least you can know what you're going to get into if you ever decide to come in contact with them again. And for me personally, there's no way in the world I'm going to be treated like that. Not for a second. Especially not my family. But the fact that your grandmother gave you the wrong address for this funeral for your uncle is absolutely unexcusable. I can let go the fact that they're terrible people and they pretend to not know your name. I can get over the fact that they treated your mom like garbage and then they feel the need to try and treat you like garbage as well. But on the one day when everyone is full of such sad emotions and everyone is feeling incredibly vulnerable, she decides to pull this garbage just so your mother can't say goodbye to your uncle, basically, is absolutely unacceptable. I can't imagine not being able to say goodbye to a family member of mine simply because somebody in my extended family decided to be incredibly toxic and just cruel. Like, there's no excuse for that. Like, that is such a low, disgusting, vile thing to do to somebody. So are you the jerk for cutting off contact with this family? No. I would have done that years ago. Sometimes the best antidote for toxic family members is to get away from them. Absolute distance and time will definitely heal all wounds. And I think the best thing you could do for you and your family, in my opinion, based on what you've described, is to move forward without any of those people in your life. As someone who has done something similar to that, I can tell you that you'll get a lot more peace in your life and you'll overall probably be a lot happier. But that's just my opinion. What would you do if you were in this situation? Leave a comment down below. We'd love to hear it. My boyfriend made me take a polygraph test to see if I was sleeping around with someone else. And I failed the test miserably. I am a 24 year old female, and I took a polygraph test back in March and April. My brother is a 30 year old male, and he forced me to take one because he thought I was spending some quality time with someone at six in the morning while he left in the morning to go for a run. We live in a small town of about 20,000 people. I am personally not from that town. I come from a city about two hours away, and I have never been to the town we live in until I met him. In fact, I was never allowed to go out by myself. I never knew anyone there but my boyfriend and his family. I never spent quality time with anybody else, if you know what I mean, at any point during our relationship. So we drove two hours to the closest city and I paid for everything as always. I paid for gas, food, and the $300 polygraph test. The results came back and the polygrapher said I failed miserably. He told me I was trying to control my breathing, which I know I wasn't. I am always taking deep breaths here and there. I was nervous even though I told my boyfriend I wasn't because I didn't want a reason for him to be sketched out or for him to be mean to me because of me being nervous. And since I was nervous I was taking deep breaths. But I wasn't trying to. It was just my nerves getting to me. The polygrapher said I scored a negative 13. I don't even know what that means. He said that I double failed. Apparently this means I failed miserably. Does anyone know anything about this or know anything about what this means and how that is even possible? I need some advice of what this means because I stormed out. I was so upset because I don't know how I could have failed miserably, especially because I have never spent any quality time with anyone while my boyfriend goes running. What do I do? You need to pack your things and get out of that house. No sane individual would have their significant other take a polygraph test just to see whether you are loyal or not. Like, that is crazy. Like, why would you even begin to agree to take one of these? If my girlfriend came up to me and said, You've been cheating. And I looked at her and said, uh, no, I'm not. And then she said, we're taking a polygraph. We're going to prove it right now. I would look her square in the eyes and say we're breaking up. Not because I have anything to hide, but because it's the principle of the matter. What is this? Mission Impossible? I'm not out here trying to save the world or steal the Declaration of Independence, lady. I'm trying to make breakfast and you think I'm cheating. Screw that, bro. Get out while you can. That's like some American psycho-level crazy. So yeah, that's what I would do if I was in your situation. I would pack my things and leave. And I no, and I'm sorry that this doesn't answer any of your questions regarding the polygraph test but why on earth would you agree to take one in the first place? There's also an extra layer of this that is also really funny if you think about it. What if the original poster is absolutely lying? What if they really are spending some quality time with some random nobody while her boyfriend is going off for a run at 6 in the morning and she's desperately searching online trying to figure out why she couldn't beat the system? I really don't know which one's worse agreeing to do the polygraph test in the first place or failing the polygraph test and trying to figure out ways to get past the system. Whichever reality is correct in this situation, I wish the original poster the best of luck in getting out of that house because even the initial suggestion of, oh, you're going to take a polygraph test seems very weird and sketchy to me and trust me when I say this based off of no other information about this individual, you can do so much better. My dad is a complete control freak and is absolutely ruining the experience of me building my own home. For some backstory, I'm a 35-year-old male and I'm currently living with my. My dad at my sister's house. Their house is big and she and her family occupy the upper levels while my dad and I live downstairs in the decently sized apartment basically. The reason being, I've bought a house myself last year and it needed some heavy renovations. My mother and grandmother passed away in the span of last year, both six months apart and it had hit us quite a bit financially. So in order to afford both the mortgage and the renovations, it's been decided that I'll move in with my old man and to also keep him company after my mother's death and that he'll be helping me with the house. To describe my dad, he is, to be polite, a really bad control freak. And it's like I'm back to being 14 years old again. As far as I remember, his only ways of communicating with us are ordering us around and berating us and in that order. We have nothing in common. I can't start a conversation with him without it turning about me being a naive idiot who knows nothing about life. He also complains about really petty things. Apparently to him, I hold my fork wrong. And I should also not, apparently, sleep past... 9 o'clock because other adult people are already up and doing whatever other adult people do for their responsibilities. So after working all day, all I want is to be left alone and not be subjected to his life lessons, which rarely happens because I have basically zero privacy and he just loves to tell me that I'm a failure of an adult. So today I left work a bit later because I hate leaving stuff unfinished and the client wanted his stuff done as soon as possible. If half an hour extra would mean I wouldn't have to return later, it worked. Works for me, which earned me another lesson about how I should prioritize family matters first and ditch work four hours early if necessary. And yeah, with that same logic, I would go ahead and get fired, but for some reason, he doesn't seem to understand the nuance. This is all because he asked me to drive by the house in order to check the work done, and I, for some reason, did not ask the workers to stay past six o'clock at night in order to discuss things with them. I just knew the evening would be terrible, and you know what? It was. See, while I've been admiring my my new walls and the paint. I've noticed a note in my mailbox. Some dude wanted to know if I wanted to keep the old doors, and if not, he wondered if he could have them. Great, I thought. I wouldn't need to throw them away myself, and I told my dad about it, but that ended up being a massive mistake. When my dad asks for something, it's rather an order, if anything. He'll tell you to do something and it has to be done, and he said it has to be done right away. So here I am, still chewing on my dinner, calling the guy about the doors. Per usual protocol, he's Hovering around telling me what to say and how to say it while rolling his eyes when I tell him to please go away and to give me some distance. Because let's be frank, it's annoying and it's really frustrating and he's been doing it for years. He can only hear my side of the conversation and the door guy basically confirms by himself what my dad wants to know. But because I did not ask in the way that my dad would want me to, it made him increasingly annoyed. By the end of the call, he's been yelling at me and calling me names, which nobody should utter to any Anybody. And after that, I laid into him because I don't like being insulted, even less by my own family. He then went to his room and pouted for five minutes, then went back to me and threw his copy of the house keys in my face, telling me that I'm on my own and that he would not help me with the house anymore. Which, by the way, is just an empty thread he likes to throw around when he can't get his way. I told him that the next time he calls me names and acts like a child, I will deck him so hard that he'll need a straw for his next dinner. As you can imagine, imagine, after that, we're not really talking to each other now. And honestly, the silence is golden. Sounds like you have a rough situation on your hands. I can completely understand where you're coming from, but I can also see where this dad is coming from. It seems like they're definitely grieving the loss of their wife. So I kind of cut them a little bit of slack, but I also know what it's like to have somebody hanging over your shoulder, trying to tell you what you can and can't do with a certain thing. It is incredibly frustrating. I definitely would not have said, hey, I'm going to deck you if you do that again. I think that's a bad idea. But other than that, I think you handled it pretty well. And personally, I would take his empty threat seriously. If he doesn't want to help with the house anymore, you just make sure you never give those keys back, and you call it good. He's no longer a part of the house. So best of luck with navigating this, and hopefully things get better between you and your dad. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And the next time you live stream, use the cream of the crop music. Search "cream of the stream" on Spotify or whatever platform you use for. Copy- Copyright free music to use for your next stream.